You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. We are opening a microbrasserie. And I was like, what the fuck is a microbrasserie? It's a small brewery? <laughs> you know, that was what I was thinking, you know, because the term, there was no craft beer. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope you've been having a great week so far. I most certainly am because yesterday I was at Overhop Canada because Vox and Overhops is back, people. I'm so excited about this, the Double Dry Hop New England IPA, which has been hopped with Citra, Omega, and Vic Secret Hops, is back. It is available as of today. You can go pick that up at their brewery in saint jean sur richelieu and you can check it out at all of the best craft beer stores in and around the area of Montreal. I am super stoked about this Vox and Overhops rules, and I am so excited that it is back. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops podcast on the podcast platform of your choice but more than that i'm also asking you to rate it and write a review because when you do that more metalheads just like yourself will be able to discover the vox and hops metal podcast you should also sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list you could do this on my website voxandhops.com that's v-o-x-a-n-d-h-o-p-s.com and when you do this you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast do it people sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list because I don't want you missing a single thing. Now, on today's episode, I'm with Richard Martineau Leclerc, also known as Metal Richard, and Francis Boisvert of Le Presbytère. This is Vox and Hops episode number 253. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I'm with Richard Martineau-Leclerc, Metal Richard, and Francis Boisvert from Microbrasserie Le Presbytère. How are you guys doing tonight? Thirsty. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I'm loving what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a very, very cool collab project, a very metal collab project here in Quebec for the past few months. Uh, I want to get to that, but first I want to start way back at the beginning. Let's start with your very first beers. Do you remember the first beers that you guys ever drank? I do. What's that story, Richard? What's the story there? Uh, I'm not too proud of it, but I wanted to be like my grandpa when I was a kid. So it was a O'Keefe extra old stock that I stole from the basement, you know, the, the, the storage, the cool storage room. And yeah, I take a few sip of it and I say, fuck, it's disgusting. Obviously, I was like five, <laughs> but now I recall, I will recall to this day. That's the very first sip of beer I ever had. O'Keefe extra old stock. Did you take a break after that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stopped drinking a couple of years. I think I started, I started again around nine-ish. <laughs> like that with a lot a long acid or something smooth <laughs> yeah, how about you Francis? surprisingly um i didn't love beers before until 21 you know really and yeah i didn't like uh, the, the taste of the beer uh like molson labat and all commercial beers and uh, one time uh, i was uh, at the festival mondial de la bière in montreal at the old port at this time I was with my uh, girlfriend, Isabel, now my wife, and uh, we, uh, we we watch uh, uh, degustation. 
A beer tasting. Of, uh, t- a tasting, beer tasting, yeah. And uh, suddenly I taste, uh, taste some kind of beer. And at, I remember at this time that was the first release of uh, Lo Benito from Unibrew. And um, I was uh, surprised by the taste. And it's it looks like uh, the taste was like uh, corn and something like this. And from this moment, I realized that the beer has some taste, different taste that uh, I can remember and I can relate to. So uh, from this time, I, I start to drink uh, wheat beer that was uh, really soft, but uh, 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 the Tucker from Germany, I remember uh, I, I did this beer in a bar in Montreal, Tucker. So uh, that I think this one was my first uh, beer. So uh, the wheat beer Tucker from Germany. Very, very cool. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. We have a very special beer that we are all going to be tasting tonight. So, so, so tell me what this is. Tell me about the story behind this beer. Uh, where did this come from and, and what style of beer it is? And because uh, it, it's, it's fucking interesting. <laughs> so, Matt, uh, Francis and I meet uh, each other, oddly enough, in a beer fest, right? And uh, Isabelle and him came to me, both wearing metal shirt, like Mordor had a maiden shirt. And, hey, are you metal Richard? And I said, yeah, do we know each other? And she said, yeah, you're always the one in the front row hiding <laughs> us, taking pictures and that banging and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. <laughs> and then we were sharing a beer and they told me the story because before owning the Presbyterian, they both had a restaurant called Buffet Isabelle Dupuis. Uh, also in Saint Stanislaus, and they had to move sadly because of some political bullshit. So good thing for them because now they own an amazing place. You should come visit; it's really amazing. So I went there uh, a couple of times before uh, Francis and I started actually to talk about the brewing process. And he say, "Oh, you seem to be really interested, and you have great ideas and great days." And I say, yeah, would you like me to be like a brewer of a day or something? That's all it all started. Like I asked the. the the question kind of a jokey and said, and he said, yeah, sure, whenever you want. I say, okay, I'm going to take you. And, and it was my birthday coming in a few days. So Yeah, it was your birthday. So. Yeah. So we were like, uh, I don't know, around 12 or 15 people on the patio. And I say, hey, are you serious with the beer thing? And I say, yeah. So how about, we, because we both love metal, obviously. So I say, how about we create a beer in tribute to a band? And you say, which band? And it was my favorite band of all time, Creator. 30th anniversary of my all-time favorite record, Comb of Soul, on November 6th. So I say, how oh, about we brew a really heavy, strong past restart with this and that and that and that. And you look at me, first thing you say, that's not beer. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> it will be. It will be. And uh, finally, we brewed a, a Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, it was 11.4%, if I recall correctly, Francis. And we added, of yeah. course, like those, we added uh, cashew. We added uh, lots of oak chips and oak cubes. So in three months in Soxilage whiskey uh, with maple syrup, we added maple Amazing. syrup. We added chocolate, nuts, and uh, I don't remember what else. But It was really complex beer, you know? Yeah. Like the album itself. <laughs> yeah, and it's made a long time to do this this beer. And you remember you you came here uh, uh, every every uh, two weeks and uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, sometime maybe maybe at uh, twice a week. 
So uh, it was really complex and it was really long to do, but the the, the process was really interesting. But because uh, each time that Richards came at the brewery, uh, we uh, it, the the beer changed and uh, we uh, decide to add something more <laughs> uh, to do something really complex as yeah. the album. Very, yeah. very and cool. we, we then realized something in that process, uh, as Francis will say in French. C'est plus facile de rajouter quoi que d'enlever, which means it's easier to add something than to take it off because once yeah. it's in the tank, you cannot take it out, right? No, no, no. So it's really rich, it's boozy, but it's, as you said, it's complex, really. It was really fun. I wish you could have tried it, but yeah. And we send it to the guys. That's something you ask how the idea came for each of the band I need to ask and to have the, okay, the green fire of all band members who played on the cell album. So that's led us to the one we are drinking, uh, Running Wild, also a German band for the anniversary of Black and In, which is my favorite record by the German band. And we got the blessing and we sent them the beer boat because, as you said yesterday, you drank the original version, which is, oddly enough, a porter royal. The style doesn't exist. It's a robust porter that we bl- we mix as a pastry, like a pastry style, but it's a pastry porter. But Black Eden is my favorite record of Running Wild, but their classic is Port Royal. And mm. the Porter Royale makes all sense with the piratey vibe. That's why I said to Francis, how about we age it in rum barrel? Yeah, yeah. And what you're drinking. It's all like in the pirate thematic and whatever. Yeah. And this is this beer is wild there. You, know, you got mad amounts of chocolate. You got cherries. You got marshmallows. You got nuts. You got dry raisins, um, yep. lactose, and Madagascar vanilla. And then aged for how long in these in these rum barrels? 45 days wow the, and the original one you know like you said uh, with cherries vanilla and uh, um, it's we want to create something like the black forest cake yeah yeah so the black forest in germany so something like this so the the idea came from with that for the the porter royal and the you know the pirate metal and uh, the, the, the barrel barrel age with rum you know you have all that shit together yeah very killer <laughs> cheers guys uh let's see let's see what this beautiful brew's got can smell that rum barrel <laughs> on the nose it's amazing mm. but sweetness too it's it's sweet boozy bite creamy it's got a nice body um super delicious a very 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 cool project um when when richard proposed this to you france you said this this is not a beer because had you ever brewed anything like that before a pastry uh the first time you know i was uh, a little bit perplexed of the of the style uh you know i'm i was i was a uh, curious at this time too and um i was uh, a little bit excited to um more than the um the smoothie the smoothie beer that we made later <laughs> that that made you more you were more afraid of that one the first time i drank the the smoothie beer right? you remember richard oh, yeah, the patio yeah, yeah. we all the remember <laughs> the, i said man this is not a beer is it a joke or something <laughs> like this but uh, you know with the pastry stout it's more like uh, a russian stout more complex it's more like a beer to me But uh, at this time, uh, it was a, a bit a challenge too, hmm. because I didn't make this before. No, we take Francis out of his comfort zone. 
which he was really good at it. But the, the good thing with Francis is, and I've noticed this right away the first time I went to his place, he is not one to sit and to make only brown, red, stout. You know, he's tweaking beer. He's doing an IPA, but he would put some spruce tips or uh. some weird herbs with Greek names that nobody heard of, you know. Uh, he, made, he made a smoothie without even knowing it. With uh, he called it the sugar, uh, Francis. I don't know in English what is uh, sugar, but it's some no, green stuff. I don't have the name. It, it looks like herbs, like you know, like grass actually, and it was really like a, a kale smoothie, you know. Really. So and and while I really enjoyed my third time, I was there with a friend, and it's it was to look at the face of the people oh. drinking a sip, and they were. Like, <laughs> Nobody was like, oh, yeah, uh, wow, I'm used to that, you know. <laughs> I don't care if somebody's doing when drink my beer because those beer, as we talked with the necrotic guys before, they are not for everybody's, you know. If you want a Budweiser, go. Budweiser, do an amazing Budweiser, you know what I mean, right? The Czech one, of course, not Labat. No, he has Budvar all the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to do with those beers because my background You know, I'm, uh, I came from the fine arts, hmm. okay? I studied in fine arts, and I was a teacher in fine arts, too. And, you know, I'm wild open to do something, and I'm really creative, too. So uh, when I met Richard, and Richard proposed me to do that kind of stuff, you know, uh, as I said before, I was a little bit uh, perplexed, but uh, curious at this time. This is a this is a big journey that we made uh, since uh, I think so since last November basically. Yeah, and now we already have 13 different beers released. That's amazing. That's amazing. I I want to go backwards and and hear your Francis's brewer story. So so you were at Montsel Labière, you tasted that uni brew that tasted like corn. Uh, how did you go from being a fine arts teacher to brewing beer. Okay, but uh, as Richard said to you before, we uh, we owned a restaurant uh, for many years ago, okay, till uh, uh, 2000, uh, 2002. And before that, uh, catering uh, service too. So uh, when we, um, we moved into the restaurant in 2002, uh, we uh, were interested to, um, to have... Uh, a lot of beers from different uh, microbreweries in Quebec. But remember, in 2002, there was not a lot of uh, microbreweries in Quebec. So we have we had to uh, have some import beers. We had, at this time, I remember that we had about 80 kinds wow. of beers in a small town like, like uh, we have here in St. Stanislaus. Okay? So... Um, along this uh, process and along these years, um, it's going to be more interesting for us. And um, in 2015, when we bought the presbytery, that was the time to, uh, to put the brewery uh, inside. And uh, I, never, I never brewed before 2015. You know, so uh, I went in a, in a classroom with uh, Michel Gauthier to follow a course in beer. And uh, Michel Gauthier is, a, you know, a, a kind of legend in beer. Okay, so um, for me, it was really important. And uh, I uh, enrolled into uh, 
uh, to help me in the brewery too when we, uh, I start the brewery. So for me, it was really important to start in the right direction. Okay, and uh, with Michelle, I was really comfortable with this, and uh, I was uh, to, uh, and I was uh, uh, comfortable and uh, confident too uh, with him. So uh, from that time, I uh, I made some uh, experimentation, and you know when I was a teacher, I was not a full time teacher. I was always on the okay. This years, do I uh, will have a job or something like this? That's what not uh, uh, certain uh, every every uh, every fall. Yeah, yeah, every semesters, you know. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. You've teamed up with someone amazing because Richard is known around the globe. The amount of metal people that I've had chats with uh, that bring up Richard to me, you know, metalheads that are also beer fanatics. Uh, we had Dan Cleary from Stryker that told me the story of sleeping <laughs> over at Richard's house. On that floor many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know... Them enjoying a whole bunch of heavy beers, waking up the next morning and asking for a glass of water. And Richard and, Ra and Richard said, "What? <laughs> water makes you rust when you're made of metal." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's a perfect shirt backprint." So I wrote Richard and I asked him if I could use that and put it on a shirt, which I did, and I've sent him one. So, so you've teamed up with the perfect person to to help create these beers, uh, Richard. What about you? Where, where did you really get? wild into craft beer all right uh, uh to be honest uh it's a huge story but uh as a kid like pre-eating to teen i was calling things bottles i was really into bottle because to me but drinking beer was what i wanted to do because all my parents uncle cousin were drinking beer you know at christmas holiday and it was to me associated with fun with pleasure with smile with people happy you know what i mean right and uh, I recall drinking beer and collecting all those bottles. And one day, of course, there was Unibrew. They released La Maudite and the fucking branding with yeah. the devil, you know, and the <laughs> Chasse Galerie and everything. I was studying Chasse Galerie back then at school and, you know, on the Rebo Grand, all that. And then came here in Quebec City a brewery called La Barberie, maybe you heard yeah, about Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I was at the college and those guys, the original Michel and Bruno, they came and they gave track flyers. We are opening a micro brasserie. And I was like, what the fuck is a micro brasserie? It's a small brewery? <laughs> so, you know, that's what I was thinking, you know, because the term, there was no crack 
craft beer, and even uh, microbrasserie artisanal was not even existing, at least in Quebec or in the east where I'm from. Maybe in Montreal there was Cheval Blanc mm-hmm. one other, but maybe not even, you know, I, 30 years ago or something. Anyway, so I went there on the day of the grand opening in the mid-90s, and I've tried beer uh, that tastes maple syrup, beer that tastes uh, hops. I, I didn't know what hops was, of course. And I taste one that was called uh, La Bière des Loups. And that was very the first one. It was so, what the hell? It was 9%. It, it tastes some, you know, uh, I think in English, they, you call it dank, you know, like yeah. uh, weed and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny, and there was one with hot peppers. I was like, what the hell? This is a new, you know, beer can taste different thing than, you know, Saint-Gant or Molson. So that was really then, I said, wow. And then, of course, I started going to Linux and then the other breweries in Montreal open and Quebec, and I started going to Europe to see concert festival and drinking beers from other countries, even craft beer. And yeah, it's a never-ending story, which is good because beer can always expand. And it's like Ben. You're like, I, I love metal for 30 years and no band can never uh, surprise me. False. Yeah, there was all the blend, but some band, they change and they incorporate stuff. And yeah, and the beer is the same thing. So I think it's a good mix, metal and beer. And if I had something to uh, relate it to Richard, uh, it's uh, for us, for me, uh, when I first met Isabelle, my wife, Okay, in 1993, it's a long time ago, you know. <laughs> um, uh, she had the, she, she, she already collected some bottles. She, maybe, maybe she had about uh, 80, 80 bottles at this time, okay. And I was, uh, as I said before, we, we studied in fine arts, and uh, um, I was really impressed by the, 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 the design of the, the beers. And we, she had not just Molson or Labatt uh, beers, but she had uh, some some bottles from uh, Ontario or uh, some place like this, and it was really interesting. So I start to look at the design of the beer, and at this time, make a spark on me, and it's, uh, I said, "Oh, cheese beers is it's more than just." Uh, something w- that we can drink. We can do something r- really special with the the design and the logo and something like this. That was really incredible. But you know, remember we were in 1993 in, in the mid 90s. So uh, today it's uh, it's amazing all the, the the design that we have uh, on the bottles or the cans. And from this time we start to collect more beers. Uh, when we went to a, a store or in the festival, we bought, uh, we, we um, bring back some bottles. And from now, uh, uh, Richard, you could uh, testify of this uh, in the pre- in the presbytery. Like five thousand, isn't it? We have more than five thousand bottles. It's amazing. And maybe three uh, hundred more cans. So. Uh, It's, it's the, the old uh, design of the presbytery inside. You will come soon, Matt. You have to come anyway for I the will. release. So. I will. <laughs> and, and I want to, to add something important because you asked the question, why does melon and beer go so long? You know what? Uh, 25 years ago or something, I, uh, a little bit more, I discovered a Swedish band called Dark Tranquility, what the very first demo cassette. And since then, I'm, I, I oh. consider myself a die-out fan. I, I love the music. I love the 
everything. But I met those guys many, many years ago. Uh, they canceled the first tour in Montreal. They were supposed to play with Amorphis. They canceled the gig like 20 something years ago. So I said, fuck it. I took the plane and I went to Sweden. And then wow. I met Mikael Stane. And he said, you are fucking crazy. We are both die-out creator fan. And I remember the first thing I asked him, can do, can you propose me some Swedish beer? And he introduced me to Falcon and to some other uh I would say not shitty beer, but you know, uh, commercial, <laughs> commercial beer, because back then there was no Omnipolo or Bibliotheca and stuff like that. Nowadays, I went Mikkel Place uh, last year, actually, and we drank a shitloads of beer at Omnipolo and uh, 2112 and some great bars. And each and every single tour they did, I met them in Germany and in Europe many, many times, and we always had beer because we drink beer, we love beer, we share and we talk. But every time he came to play here, he came at my place right here, and he always bring beers. And I always add a box, 24-pack mix of the new West beer, barrel-aged stuff, you know, of course, with uh, the year, uh, Peche Martel Bourbon, stuff yes. like that. It's it's, it's good. Obligé. That's it. So here's Michael, if you're listening to it. Amazing guy. Great drinking buddy. And uh, is a uh, 30 second silence to the late Lars Goran Petrov. Another great drinking buddy. Absolutely. Lars was amazing. Super fun. I had a few I had a few fun nights with him, absolutely. <laughs> I want to talk about hype. Um, I feel like since you guys have been in releasing the old school, I feel like the internet has been paying a lot more attention to La Pesbitaya. So so how has this been received, you know, on your side of things? Is it crazy? Is everything sold out all the time? I feel like that's what's happening. Uh, can you keep up? Is it something that excites you? Uh, I feel like this whole new wave of uh, Richard's beer ideas is something that's really put the Pesbitaya on a new level. Want to go, Richard? Or uh... Well, uh, I will let you go, but before I would just say that today I was surprised to see on the beer trade market the white knight is yeah. pumping on many, many trade right now. I'm like, what the hell? And also I've seen the black and in barrel age that goes. And to be honest, I've seen it goes for Messerem. And I'm like, wow, you know, to compare, you know, all right, it's fun. But as you said, there's the hype, there's the trendy, there's the novelty. We released this thing from one of my all-time favorite Quebec band called Messiah Force last week. Three different beer, including a white pastry stout. So and badass. to my knowledge... Uh, Francis and I are the first one here to make it. I never had any before. I've never so seen of, one. Of co- and this one is not a brown stout. You know, it's a f- it's fucking white. It's thick, uh, and and we are proud of it to be. Uh, my 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 vision is to pay tribute to the band. Of course, Francis, it's his business. It's his family thing. So, if I would like, uh, for example, I said that to Francis already, but. Uh, if three three months or five months ago I would have released a beer for Creator and everybody will say it's taste shit and it there was still one hundred bottle uh, on his shelf and then I would have made the dark tranquility and people would have said it's shit and uh, nobody liked the band nobody be- yeah you know that's not cool that's not cool for the band that's not cool for the business and that's not cool for us but so far after t- thir- thirteen beer I will let Francis go but I think I don't know if it changed the landscape or, or his life but I think it. <laughs> Uh, it, it didn't hurt. I definitely feel like there's more interest, for sure. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's really interesting um, how the vibes goes uh, for now. But uh, I have to be honest with you, okay? Um, okay, it's funny that we have good rating on uh, tap. Uh, it's funny that we have a good, uh, we have a good comments 
our reviews on uh, um, uh, Facebook or something like this. Uh, we have we have uh, some. Uh, I think most of the people are uh, enjoyed our beer and they, I think they loved it. Uh, obviously, it's uh, we cannot have hundred percent of those people that they loved it. But uh, for me, um, the most important thing. And as I said to Richard, when we uh, first do our batch uh, as creator and uh, uh, Dark Tranquility, the most important thing for me is to have fun. Um, And it's all my philosophy here in the brewery. I don't do a big batch. It's all the small batch. We release at the time maybe uh, 400 bottles, 400 cans, Richard. Yeah, well, for Creator, it was only 135. For Dark Tranquility, it was a really heavy match. It was a triple IPA, 10.5%. So it's only 125 bottles that I sold out myself in less, less than one hour. Wow, that's crazy! And after that, it's gonna it would be a, a little bit more bigger. So, um, as I said, it's for me. I have to keep that simple. And the moment that uh, I will not have any fun with that, and at the moment it's gonna be to bigger that that I can do, that I can feel and that uh, I will stop that. Because you you have to, to understand also Francis and I, uh, it's his job, but he also have a hotel to run, a family, three kids. He also have a business, which is the restaurant and the, the order and everything. But myself, I also have a full-time job. So I do this in my free time. And my free time is to work with him 30 hours, sometimes a weekend, like oh, 15 hours shit. a day, brewing and then bottling. And yeah, then sometimes yeah. I, we start at eight in the morning and we finish once at one am so if i I was there and i felt like it's boring and uh, you know it's of course i I manage the stress because of my everyday job and and i like it the pressure and i know that the band wants the beer and the fan wants the beer and sometimes francis maybe he knows he don't know but before we brew the beer or before we actually can it or whatever there's already 150 bottles sold (laughs) in pre-order you know i love it but but I said to him, it's a good stress. It is a stress, but it's a good stress. And, you know, uh, to be fair, uh, we will not release a beer that we cannot drink. And 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 you, we talk, everybody now, not everybody, but lots of people now talk about the white pastry style, which is the white night. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate because the song is white night and the pastry style is white and so on. And it's the winter, blah, blah, blah. But it was a, a kind of a hit or miss kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Nobody has ever tried it. So I see the review. Some people say, oh, I don't like it. It tastes like white chocolate. Yeah, obviously. There's a bunch full of, of it, white you know? chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't want to comment people. But if you see triple IPA, triple dry up, <laughs> and you don't like up, don't mind buying it. You know what I mean, right? But yeah, it's funny. And so far, the people are, are jumping in the wagons. I don't know if I can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, understand. It makes sense. Because it's, it's a crazy adventure. We didn't know. We didn't plan it, me and Francis. As I say, I have my full-time job, and he is 
a full-time brewer family uh, father. Uh, a lot of work business. to do here. <laughs> so we cannot release a beer every week. But uh, And it was funny because after a couple of beers, lots of bands started to reach me. Really? And even some, some other brewers from Quebec that Francis know that I know. And they say, hey, this band, uh, we could do a beer. Well, La Serie Old School is my idea. And the, the main idea is to pay tribute to bands that were a huge part of the soundtrack of my life as a kid, right? No offense to, and there is a shitloads of newcomers and band in the recent year, but I won't make a tribute to a band that released his first demo last week. Makes no sense in the old school series. But I, I feel comfortable. Be, there could be see. new series. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> new school. New we'll school see. series. <laughs> we'll see. I love it. I All love right. it. A passion project, something that uh, is created out of just the pure love of something that becomes a success. Yeah, I, you can't love that more than anything else in the world. So, so I am super stoked about this. I had to have a chat with you two about this because of that. Uh, shout out to Leonardo from Le Baron Mag who uh, called me yeah. driving home, sending me voice memos because he's driving and you can't be on the phone. Say, Matt, you have to talk to Francis. You have to talk to Richard. <laughs> so shout out to him. Uh, let's wrap this up with one one last thing. It probably never happens to you, but uh, every once in a while it happens to everyone. What are your hangover cures? Beer. <laughs> I know everybody older, everybody say, yeah, yeah, but, and uh, I remember my, my first uh, really, really heavy morning, like, you know, you look like the cover of Tankers the morning after, you know, <laughs> all over, all your life is like a, a bottle of formal. And yeah, the guy just pour a beer in a pitcher of uh, Clamato, you know, like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. orange. I say, fuck, this looks disgusting. And I try. Yeah. And, you know, you take more beer and more beer and then, yeah, you have to kill it. Fight. Metallica used to say fight fire with fire. There you go. <laughs> How about you, Francis? I will tell you something, okay? Um, surprisingly, uh, and... I was just hungover just one time in my whole life. Wow. Okay. It, it lasts 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, I like drinking beer. Okay. I like drinking alcohol. I like scotch. I like, but uh, I remember one time in St. Catharines, Ontario, we made the vineyard tour and uh, we uh, we were in the uh, this uh, uh, Irish uh, pub and uh, nearby the, the the bay and uh, we we drank a lot of uh, of uh, good stuff in there and uh, i remember this time i, I think it was my first uh, where i was uh, first drunk at this time but uh, you know as i said i like i like all alcohol but uh, um, i think I don't like I might at my age okay I almost 50 50 okay I don't like to to have a headache the uh, the the uh, the day after so uh, uh, I can I can drink a lot of beer but I um, I can't stop before to be hangover you know your limits which which is very uh, he, he wise listen. It's clever. He sends the red flag that we don't give a shit about. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, you know, 
It's like this. I'm like this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Francis, uh, Richard, thank you so, so much for taking the time, having a chat with me, talking about your life, metal, and your super amazing metal ass craft beers uh i'm super stoked about everything you guys got coming up uh i'm a fan i will come out and i will hang out as soon as i can until then i just want to thank you cheers cheers man this was a really pleasure thank you thank you matt and keep it old school yeah keep the metal alive Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I am so stoked about what Le Presbyterre are doing. I'm so stoked about what Metal Richard and Francis are doing. They are really pushing the envelope on the brew styles that they are involved in, and that is very metal. Uh, you should absolutely check them out and pick up some of their limited releases if you can. It is always a truly, truly wild experience. If you enjoy this Vox and Hops Metal podcast episode, you should absolutely follow it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review, because when you do that, more people just like yourself, will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You should also take the time to sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Trust me, people, do it. Sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. This is a party you do not want to miss. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by sound talent media i will be back next week with two episodes but until then remember to enjoy life metal and craft beer cheers fox and hops heads hello everybody i'm bruce and i'm nolan and this is the corner of gray street podcast as longtime dave matthews band fans we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on... The corner of Gray Street.